Well, boys, looks like you started the fun without me. You're all sick. Every last one of you. We're going to need a bigger gun. What's the matter? You scared of things that go boom? My name is Eric, and I'm joined today by Michael Kester. You're here today with the cartoon cactus, Michael Kester. Great, thank uh, you. There we are. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk like uh, movies. What are the movies? Let's do that first. God, I, I get so excited whenever there's like a transhumanist conversation. But first things first, we're going to do a Spanish film called Open Your Eyes. Mm. And then we're going to do a British film called Never Let Me Go. And they have very like vague um, third eye blind titles. Um, yes. Yeah. And <laughs> um, but but that's really about where the where the where the simplicity ends and the complexity begins with these movies. One of these was remade uh, in America. And I don't care because uh, this one <laughs> is way more than what I want to talk about. Um, you but yeah, throw so, open your eyes. That'd be really funny for Never Let Me Go, given that it's an <laughs> English film. What, what I find really funny, by the way, about so if you haven't seen Open Your Eyes, you know, if you've seen Vanilla Sky, you could probably follow along with what's going on in yeah. the show. It's basically, you know, it's a remake of the movie. But doesn't Vanilla Sky also star Penelope Cruz as Sophia? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We just I, that's that. just really funny. That's. I mean, I I love that shit. I love when we just commit. We go. This person is that person. Let's Easy just, job for it's, her. It's like, like it's like um, it's like when they remade um uh what was it? Death at a funeral. Oh for, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And um, fucking Peter Dinklage is the same role in both movies. Well, that is a funny one because that's the never let me go, right? That's the like. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They had British accents though. We better make an American one yeah. of those. <laughs> You mean because the actors, we got to switch that. Well, no, not all the actors. So it's just, you yeah, know what? Just we wanted to show the movie. British ones. <laughs> we wanted to show the movie in America, and there's like three actors we just don't get along with. So we're going to just go ahead and remake the whole movie. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I did not know before watching Open Your Eyes that Vanilla Sky was the same film. And I know that because it wouldn't have ended up on the show. It, well, it's really strange because I'd seen Vanilla Sky, although, you know, also a very long time ago. And, uh, and you know, Open Your Eyes is a weird movie. Both of these movies today, as I was talking about on the show last time, what they're doing is they're like low-key sci-fi movies, basically. Mm -hmm. And they fall, you know, they talk about these, these uh, themes, some really on the head and some kind of... Um, I don't know, uh, side conversations, I guess. But we're going to spoil the movies and get pretty into those themes. But I mean, part of the, the whole thing about this, as I said last time, was that I hadn't seen the movies, so I wasn't positive that this was going to work at all. Or that these right. movies were, you know, the worst right. would be if one of them was kind of like on the nose for what I thought we could talk about and the other one was just... Yeah had nothing to do with right. it at all. So I just started seeing these two movies pop up when I would have conversations about, you know, sort of other stuff in this canon, I guess. And uh, I watched Open Your Eyes first, 
just kind of sweating out like, okay, well, what the fuck is this movie going to be about? Is this kind of going to fit in here? And then I, you know, it doesn't follow the sort of format you think it would, but there was something vaguely familiar to me about it. And by the end, I was like, oh, fucking Vanilla Sky. Right. It's just the weirdest. I feel like maybe people yeah, don't know like that's a there, remake like, or I don't know. You're sitting there going, I feel like this is a lot like Vanilla Sky, but maybe that's just because Penelope Cruz is making me think that. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, we had, um, we had started this conversation with, oh, the other thing, patreon.com forward slash double feature. Oh, yeah, right. You'll forgive me Thank for you. forgetting about it because seemingly everyone else has also, also forgotten about it. <laughs> I cannot wow, stress enough, a few weeks remain for this show to get some funding, and there literally just isn't enough money we're like $100 short on the Patreon to get the money we need to just put the show on the internet. That's really all we're, it's a pretty low standard we're achieving here. I don't right. know that how to run ads. We, we're, yeah. You know, like we yeah. can't. You and I agreed when we were first setting up the Patreon, uh, when we were trying to set sort of like the baby tier. Uh-huh. Um, we were literally like, okay, what's the math on how much we need to actually get per month to 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 literally break even? Not like, oh, break even and you know make it worth our time. I mean, literally, so that we are still we are still spending our time, but that it doesn't it doesn't cost us actual money. And that number, I'll be honest, that number was like six hundred dollars, mm. and then we thought it would be really funny to make it six six six. But listen. This Joe Biden gas thing. So that's sixty six dollars. <laughs> now that evaporated like three or four years ago. <laughs> I know, I know. That's, well, and also we started the Patreon when I had like a corporate job, so it was sort of like, oh, let's get this thing to pay for itself. And yeah. I feel like I'm just getting, uh, getting like progressively kicked in the stomach on my filmmaking job. Uh, so it's no longer supplementing the. The Patreon bills. So we really do, no kidding, 100% run this show off of Patreon money. And if it's not there, I mean, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I can't afford to keep the show going. So patreon.com forward slash double feature. Um, it's just a few weeks left. Let's, let's get yeah. another year of the show. What are we doing here? Let's get another year of the show. Can't think about that. It's like thinking about the end of your life, man. You can't be. Right. So when we're getting into these movies, where, um, you sort of like baited me and then uh, there was like this conversation about transhumanism, which famously, again, go to the Patreon. We had this lengthy conversation about, uh, well, we had it the first time when we talked about the movie, The Congress, but then I had it subsequently every week because I would just make every every show following that show was whatever two movies we were doing, but also like sort of the Congress was yeah. the secret third movie <laughs> in every double feature. Um, and so the just to just to like sort of just in case you're not familiar or the word transhumanism is making you angry because you think it's something else. Um, it's it's the idea of of what uh, what happens after humanity, whether both what happens to people and what happens to the world and and how people evolve beyond sort of their uh, fleshy vessel. Um, 
it's it's sort of this idea that um you know as uh, as white men we get to de- we get to think about well you know i'm not really worried about gender identity i'm not really worried about race politics but what would people become after all of those are no longer a con- mm. and that was a conversation that we had with the Congress. So what's interesting about Open Your Eyes, and uh, I mean, we're going to talk about this on both movies today, is that this sort of, these movies sort of deal with the um, the other side of that coin, right? So in a movie like The Congress, we were talking about how if a person, it's the same shit that people like to throw around when we're talking about uh, gender identity, where uh, people... Uh, um, cynical people like to be like, well, I identify as black or I identify as a senior citizen. So I should get the fucking $4 pancakes at Denny's like that shit. They just like, they they think that's really like funny and that's a big gotcha. Um, But there's this, there's this, you know, once we, once we, does that gotcha work at Denny's? Because I might change my mind on this. Hmm. I don't know if that, I don't know. Well, that's <laughs> if practically possible. speaking, this depends got- on, <laughs> depends on where in the country you're going to Denny's. You might change my whole opinion on this. Sorry, <laughs> um, go ahead. Well, no. So I think, um, I think as this, this conversation was great with the Congress, but it's, it's becoming extra relevant now as the alien lizard man tries to convert everybody to a VR place. Um, and where you can like create your own avatar and like, Oh, I wear a silly hat when I'm in the meta space and like all that shit, uh, where you're really able to essentially program your identity beyond your physical self. Uh, it eliminates the need for, are you black, white, Asian, Jewish, male, female, uh, uh, asexual, uh, all trans, all of that goes out the window when you can digitally create your identity. Right. So that's, that's like one portion of this conversation. And so that's all well and good. That's like a great conversation to have, but what that conversation, um, doesn't talk about and these movies do talk about is once that avatar is created right once you go onto your vr space and you decide that you're like a super ripped surfing teddy bear and that's your identity uh and and then you you take off your vr headset the question becomes is that super ripped vr teddy bear actually a person is are you injected into it if you were to delete that 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 avatar uh is it even real and that's where we get into both of these movies today uh when we're talking about open your eyes it's sort of this idea of uh freezing walt disney's head and is he still alive um does he have rights what can we do what can't we do and then of course the greater conversation of like is this all a simulation which i don't even like to have that conversation because it doesn't fucking matter Sure, it's a simulation, whatever. Simulation or not, the Patreon still needs another $100. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? Or your like, simulation will sh- be lacking double feature. That's It's a mean simulation. This is a simulation that apparently hates our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny that like, for corporate reasons, we actually moved through post-humanism a little faster than post-genderism. You know, it yeah. seems like... like Meta was able to monetize posthumanism, so that's the thing that's really fucking taking right. out. They couldn't quite figure out how to. Uh, I actually think they they might benefit from gendering things because it incites argument as a mm-hmm. fucking weapon and gets you know people sure. to use their platform more. So that's they don't want to change that, but they do want to move into 
as you said, the VR space. Um, we don't really know that that's what Open Your Eyes is about immediately because it is, uh, it, you know, it unwraps itself, it sort of unveils itself slowly, and it doesn't ever really tell you what layer of the onion you kind of land in. You know, I think right. that's very much up to the audience to go like, if the question was, I mean, I'm in the same place you are. I'm, I don't have a lot of interest in addressing the like, oh, is any of this real? But how you answer that, according to this movie, just sort of depends where you think the fact stops and the fiction begins at, at kind of like mm -hmm. what moment of it. The log line of the film is more like this guy gets in a car accident. Um, you know, he survives it, we think, but... His, I mean, it's really his face that's fucked up. Right. Feels very, uh, it feels very like crass of me to put it that way. But I'm thinking like he doesn't use the, the, lose the use of his arms or, or anything. Right. This isn't right. like, he doesn't even have a limp. Well, I was thinking of this like upgrade, right? That's why, that's where right. my head went. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's really about he can't blend in with society anymore. And, you know, he was a good-looking guy. They made a big point of that. Uh, the things he was interested in at the time, I mean, it was basically just hooking up with Penelope Cruz. And that has been ruined by this car accident. Right. So he goes through these increasingly dramatic proceed. So he goes through these increasingly dramatic, increasingly science fiction-type procedures right. until it basically restores his face good as new but, uh, you know, we don't know if he's even alive anymore as a result of sure. it. it. Sure. It gets kind of crazy well, to really explain, like, right. what happens in the total runtime of the movie. Sure. Well, and that becomes, I mean, that, that question that, that you're mentioning at the end there, like, what if he's even alive anymore? It's not even a question of the literal is his heart beating. It, it goes to this greater sort of philosophical question of, do you need to have a human body to be alive? What defines fucking life? You know, mm -hmm. that that's the question that could be possible that could be posited today on double feature, but ew. <clears throat> uh, so it's just this, this um, it's, it's, yeah, it's like you're saying it's this extremely interpretive, like spiral of, it, you know, it, you you kind of find yourself going like, where in the line? So let's assume, you know, this is a human being, mm -hmm. and and let's assume that he has a he has an expiration date one way or another, right? And and for the sake of argument, let's say that we see that at some point in this movie he does die, his his body dies, right? Mm. There's any number of places you can say that happens. Yeah, you know. You could say he dies in the car accident, but then why would, you know, well, if he dies in the car accident, why would he come back? If they're trying to like create this ideal space, why would he come back with a disfigured face? That doesn't make any sense. And then the scientist goes, well, I don't know. Sometimes like your brain is mean to you. So like anything can really happen. And you're like, oh, thanks, scientist. Thanks for the information. Yeah, let's talk about the ending then just to really circle this here. Because I think what happens in the movie, you know, you have to start by following the plot along and then just looking for the moments where, you know, asking yourself at what point does reality check out, right? right. So there's this car crash. I mean, 
it could happen at any point in the fucking fiction, but if the movie's giving us clues, there's this car crash, which already the the rationale for the car crash is pretty bizarre. It's just like mm-hmm. crazy girl at a party just decides to fly off the road because something about God, you know, just mm-hmm. really crazy stuff. Um, this is a movie that, I mean, it's a wild movie. It absolutely goes for it. And uh, it's it's just this kind of unrestrained crazy playing out. So he gets in this car accident. So that is obviously a plot point. We can put a pin there and we can go, does something happen here? You know, he's dead. This is all VR or this is an afterlife or this is however we want to address that. But beyond that, we also have these moments of the surgeries. We have, Actually, I guess even the car accident, he could be in a coma. You know, mm-hmm. and this scenario could be playing out in a coma because what the one piece of something that we have to hang on to is that the end of the movie is open your eyes. Everything will be fine. Don't worry. It's going to be great. Open your eyes. And so you, you think about these scenarios, like what, what could that mean? What is the movie telling us at the end? So he's coming out of some kind of state. That's the, that's the, the little victory on this whether that is his passage into an afterlife, his coming out of a coma, his awakening from a dream. And he's got these other moments where he's undergoing, even after coming out of the coma, he's undergoing surgeries. Um, You know, I mean, any... Waiting on another siren. I mean, it could be any number of the times, like he goes under four... Uh, facial reconstruction surgery and the open your eyes is welcome from your surgery. The open your eyes could also be literally what they're telling us at the end of the movie, which is, hey, you are a hundred years or what the fuck ever into the future. And uh, you've chosen to leap off this building and eject yourself from the matrix. And that's what's happening now. So I don't, you know, the movie I don't think is... This is another thing that frustrates people so much when we do this, but it's like purposefully ambiguous. There's not a right answer here. Mm -hmm. And you sort of just pick, but that's a great thing. Like you watch the movie, you take the ride and you figure out which layer of the onion you want to leap off into. I do want to say that one of my absolute, like most mind boggling moments of this movie is you go three quarters of the way through this movie, sort of grasping, trying to really like, sink your teeth into what the reality of the film is. And then the movie goes, let me just explain something to you. And I'm already guarded Uh thinking there's no way this film is going to explain anything to me. And then this doctor's like, check out these popsicle sticks real quick. And it just like blows my mind. I'm like, Oh my God, this makes so much sense. Yeah. This stupid. And, and, and he's just got this popsicle stick. That's like, alive and like this popsicle stick this is dreaming and i'm like okay okay but see what what i'm missing looking at your popsicle sticks doctor is that when one ends one clearly begins he goes yeah but what if and he just like (laughs) slips it over and overlaps it a little bit and i'm like oh shit my mind blows it's just visual aids some people are visual learners yeah it's just so funny that this movie is so complex and it goes let me just show you some popsicle sticks with words on it to make this easier well, I like the way the film plays out because it could it could almost be a non-event of a plot if it mm-hmm. weren't for 
you know, just the way the sci-fi sneaks up on you. We're just watching a story about a guy who wants to hook up with this girl. There's this other girl at a party and then he gets in a car accident. That's a pretty big event, but not, you know, cinematically big. Uh, I guess maybe for a drama. But then we cut to him with like this fake face on in what looks like a sanitarium explaining to somebody, you know, he's being held account for something we don't know yet, you know, something he did. Uh, it's like he's being interrogated for it or it's a psychiatrist, it's a doctor, we don't know where we are, the walls are made of cement, there's no fucking windows. And he's got this mask on and, and then the guy's like, you don't need the mask, your face is actually fine. Why is he wearing a face of his face on the outside? And then it just cuts back. We're at this party. We're hanging out. We're talking to this chick. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just thinking, like, I get walled back into, oh, yeah, this is a uh, totally normal scenario. This is really, I'm not even sure what this movie could be about. And I'm like, oh, yeah, isn't he wearing, like, a fucking fake face? And when are we going to get back to that? What's going on here? So I think there is a attention that's kind of basically, like, how weird is this movie going to get? Mm-hmm. Is it going to ramp up to fake face or is it going to even overcome that? And so, you know, when it starts dropping little bits about cryogenics in the background and things like that, right? Uh, the whole time I have this, this running commentary inside me that's just thinking like, this is going to get fucking weird, isn't it? And mm-hmm. sure enough, we ramp up to fake face and then just leap straight over it. It's just a cool thing about, you know, it's big concepts in a very restrained environment. Right. Because we're basically going, oh yeah, it's a hundred years in the future. You wouldn't even recognize society, but we don't have to actually see any of it or kind of prove it to the audience sure. in camera. Well, that's something that both of the movies have in common is mm-hmm. that both this movie and um, Never Let Me Go are it's just these massive concepts of, of they're sort of like monolithic sci-fi concepts. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, but we're just, you just have to accept that that's like what's going on in this universe, but that's, we're not actually going to go to that building. It'd be like, it's like, it's like an entire movie based in the universe of 1984 that never once addresses the, the sort of like government organization. It's just like some people who like, it's like a story about like some kids who are trying to build a boxcar racer, but in the 1984 universe. So I think the things it talks about most directly are, you know, regret and this sort of idea of like playing life's cards, right? And it, do you, um, you know, we get to the ending and he looks back on what happened and how he didn't get to live life the way he wanted and other choices he wish he made. And, oh, if I eject now, could I go back to this or that? Like, that's really where I'd like to um, like to pick back up. But I think there's a very deliberate, whether it's kind of in here intentionally or not, it really reads in the film for me. But this idea of dysmorphia, which is mm. the the plot itself is basically like all of this is happening because this guy can't get over how he looks. They compare it to anorexia a couple of times um, that he has this kind of body image thing that has affected his entire, I mean, it's beyond his way of life. It's like his whole identity. He was the guy who was going to be with Penelope Cruz. That was like his whole fucking thing. 
And he was never able to pick his life back up because he can't stand the sight of him himself in the mirror. And then also mm-hmm. playing with even after the surgery or even after these various science fiction elements, you know, reconstruct his face basically, he still sees the fucking monster. He still thinks like Phantom of the Opera. And this is, today's show is also exciting to me because like, I'm excited to get way crazy today. <laughs> this is, yeah. of all of the strange uh, things I believe, arguments I've gotten into, into, into it with uh, people over the years, I think one of the, the most sort of like singular and crazy things I hold on to is this idea of post-genderism, that we are moving mm-hmm. towards a society that doesn't need gender, that recognizes gender as a thing that divides people. And in the same way, that's a little easier with posthumanism. I think it's a little easier concept to talk about because like you said, posthumanism, I mean, I think of it more as augmentation, but you literally defined it as like, what happens once people are done? Cause that's going to happen. So like when mm-hmm. people are done, where do we go? Um, but I think about the transition a lot. I think about moving to, uh, you know, outgrowing our own mortality, outgrowing the right. things we well, can't, you know. And and that, to to jump into the next movie, that's what, that sort of, that step of of what you're getting at is is sort of what I mean by when humans are done, right? Mm-hmm. Because in this movie, we've got three people that the society who sweeps them under the rug uh, doesn't believe are people. And yeah. so at what point, you know, if we, if we exist beyond our, our corporal fleshy vessels, you know, we go, let's say there's, there's so many, it's, I just keep wanting to name check all these awful movies that do this really well. Um, but there are so many of these movies, sci-fi movies, these like alarmist sci-fi movies. Sir, okay. I'm just going to name it. There's this awful Bruce Willis movie named surrogates. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like about a society where like people like stay at home and they don't go outside. Tell me if this sounds familiar. People stay at home, they don't go outside. Uh, if they go outside, they just intentionally don't interact with people too much because like they don't want to because all the people like you know they just don't really get along. But then they have this digital self that they can project into the physical world in this movie and those are that's like they get to make it look cute that's the one that goes on dates that's the one that they send to work because the outside's a little like you know the it i think in that movie it's like the air is toxic for too long or some shit cuz pollution or whatever but but the whole idea being at what point in a society when we're talking about the end of humanity i'm not talking about the end of maybe people right the idea of the idea of people existing when humans do not is a very interesting nebulous place and when you're looking at a movie like never let me go you have three clones which they're biologically human literally that's the fucking point they're literally harvesting their organs so they are they're they're biologically human and yet society views them as not log line Maybe they're they biologically human they're harvesting their organs yeah uh, seems like maybe, there's you know, maybe and, a few more nouns we need, but yeah, it's a, we start on a school of children and then it is revealed that they're not really going to grow old. They're going to have, you know, three, right. um, what's the opposite of an elective surgery? 
They're going to have three mandatory surgery. Yeah, they're going to have three forced organ donations, maybe four. Yeah, and then uh, I'll do you the service. The the movie and book don't. Uh, They're going to fucking die. They're going to be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this and and there's sort of this illusion later in the movie. Um, when sort of there's this big reveal. Uh where this it's 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 essentially said that the society in which this this movie takes place may or may not know that these clones are sentient i think the movie describes it as they have souls right mm-hmm. cuz that's this is a, this is set in a universe where if you have a soul you shouldn't you shouldn't be mur- you know it's like how people are like well i can eat beef cuz cows don't have soul like uh-huh. fucking whatever um uh so um it's 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 sort of like either society doesn't know that these uh, that these clones are people too, or or they don't care. They'd prefer not to know. Which I feel like in to you as a vegetarian, are you vegan or vegetarian? Vegan. Okay, so you as a vegan, I feel like you can just see this as one to one. It's like people will just turn their blind eye as much as they have. Oh, you can, sure. There are so many. You know, there are. You can show people any number of videos that prove that cows are basically just dogs uh, or that chickens have feelings or that fish actually like can imprint onto human. You can see all of these videos, but at the end of the day, you're not going to stop somebody from going to McDonald's by showing them a cow that's a pet. Oh, totally. Um, and, and so I feel like that sort of piece of this uh, is very much at play, but it's also, this is a great argument for that, right? Because, again it becomes like at what point do you stop turning a blind eye because the movie is from the standpoint of these these donors and it's it it pains not only does it painstakingly go through motions to make you realize they're human it literally casts three of the most like three of (laughs) three of the absolute most empathic actors it's like, what if it's Andrew Garfield, Carrie Mulligan, and uh, uh, what's her name? Keir, I can't think of Kira her name. Knightley. Kira Knightley, who are just like people that you like look at them. They don't even need lines. And you're like, they're feeling something. Yeah. Well, can um, we have Andrew as, Garfield just uh, like soul scream every once in a while? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like just purge negative emotions from his body. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's funny and like, again, hardcore vegan, still not the craziest thing I believe before we start talking about gender, you know? Um, Yeah, so we find ourselves in kind of a Logan's Run scenario, but with the, really with the more cynical outlook of uh, that people just don't care that we're harvesting organs. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the darkest part of this is the the window. We don't get much of a window into the outside world, but we are posited this sort of idea that uh, you know people just we could tell them you make nice art, but they're still gonna like want your kidneys. So right. there's really you, yeah, you can just roll yeah. that art up and take yeah. it home. We don't really. need that. You really think that the fact that you make a good painting is going to make somebody opt to die about it? <laughs> Which also is like just a fucking <laughs> gut punch, you know? Just a, yeah. 
It's like, yeah, no movie, you're right. Yeah, and I guess one of the things I feel like we have to address before we talk about any of the other themes is, you know, we've laid out all the pieces about the plot here. And I think it's important to note that our characters' fates are like sealed beyond even the conventions of storytelling. Like right. basically what I'm getting at is they don't run away. They never run away. They don't even talk about mm-hmm. it. They can't, you know, they talk a little bit about like, oh, could we become exceptions to right. the rule? Could we win the golden ticket and get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here? But not even for a second are they like, fuck the system. Well, and it's it's also funny too. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, you. But ahead. the thing is, is, is as they're discussing like deferments mm. and things like that, they're they're not even like they're at no point going, maybe if we because there's this there's this thing. If you didn't see the movie, first of all, see the movie. It's so easy to see. Um, but uh there's sort of this thing where they're like, if you prove your they believe that if two clones prove they're in love. Then they get a they get a deferment from being um, from being harvested. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even in this made up scenario, which turns out, of course, to be untrue, they're not even thinking. And then we live happily ever after. They're like, oh no, maybe we get like two or three years without getting cut open yeah. against our will. <laughs> it's crazy, um, right? A deferment, and, right? It's not even yeah. an exemption. It's like, oh, yeah. we'll give you a few. Oh, you're in love plus three years. You know? Yeah. It's like, and they're like, they're like banking on it. And then there is, in fact. In the movie, um, there is a piece of the puzzle that one of the characters does take advantage of where you can be a carer, which is just, I mean, the movie doesn't actually play how dark of a thing that is. But imagine this movie. So within the context of this story, you as a donor can opt to take on the role of a carer, which makes you, this is nuts, which makes you a person who you get to live longer because you get to show up and give a shit about the dying people. Yeah, you watch every it's single like, one of the people you know die, and then they still it's kill literally, you. It's literally, you get a role. Um, human beings won't even take this role. They're like, oh, not only are we going to kill you, we're going we're gonna to take some of you and make you give a shit about us killing you because we don't have the fucking time of day. Yeah. And then we're going to kill those, like you said, then we're going to kill those people. We're just going to give them like three more years as if they want it. I mean, her character in this movie just gets, she's just like, I'd rather die by the end of it. She's just like, I'd rather die than see more people die. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's nuts when you put it the way you did about how there's just this, this like locked fate of these characters. And, and it's insane to, uh, to watch the movie and and go back in hindsight and be like, what is the story? The story is these people. You can boil it down to these three clones get harvested to death. Yeah, end of yeah, movie. Yeah, it really is. I mean, such a bleak ending. Such yeah. a bleak ending because they don't even get to. Uh, you know, if you if you kind of templatize this movie a little bit more, you expected to just if the movie weren't as original. Right. If you expected it to fall into kind of more storytelling cliches, they would try to beat the system. They try to figure a way out. But there is this crushing futility to it, which is basically just like, oh, we're, we have to sign up to the meetings to have our 
organs harvested. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Tuesday, I guess. Uh, my time's up, I gotta go. Right. And it's not yeah. even considered, there's no rebellion. We see no part right. of the world that's like, fuck yeah. this, we're, we're sure. people, we're getting out of here. We're gonna right. fucking look, we made this art, we're gonna display it somehow. It's just yeah. every single one of them dies. We We find one of our characters on an operating room table Oh, we've already said our goodbye to that character, I guess. Flatline. One less person in this movie. And uh, one by one, they just go, and the movie essentially ends on that that note, too. That kind of like inevitability of death. Not unlike the previous movie, sort of looking back on life choices and going, well, you know, maybe the silver lining is everyone dies. There you go, audience. Everyone dies. (laughs) Goodbye. Well, it's... It's the there's sort of like two there's basically two ways that that this can go and one is the conversation that we've already had a little bit about like are these even people does it matter if they're people if society has decided they're not people they're just going to go to McDonald's anyway um, all of that like what is the what is the gray space between a world with humans and a world without humans in which people still exist there's that whole conversation and I don't know if this is the place to have that conversation because I think it's a little too. There's too much feeling in these movies to talk about the, that sort of pragmatism. But there is a second conversation that's become very prevalent in, in the social, um, in the world we actually live in, the ethos of our actual world, that I think this movie harkens to, which is, uh, are you familiar with the, um, there's the, that subreddit anti-work that's become like yes. very prevalent? Sure. Yeah, so I see so much of that in this movie. Right. Mm. It's, it's like a movie that's basically like, yeah, so you're seeing the average person may see this movie and be like, oh man, those poor clones, they don't have any agency over their life. That must really suck. Oh shit. I got to go to bed. I have work tomorrow. Yeah. You know? And it's like that you can, it's, it's like very, very, it's like gentle extrapolation to be like, this is actually a conversation about how the average human being takes no agency over their life, punches the clock and fucking dies about it. Yeah. And they make decisions that are obviously bad for their own well-being, but they don't care. Um, and so there is this other conversation, you know, that that can be taken away about how people don't take agency because they see this futility. They go, well, listen, what am I supposed to do? Quit my job? If I quit my job, I'm going to not be able to eat. I'm going to die. Might as well give people my kidneys. Maybe I'll get a couple years out uh-huh. of it. And then and then they sit there going, or if I'm lucky, I'll win the lottery and I'll get a deferment for a few <laughs> years and then I'll fucking die. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, well, there is, um, there's this kind of lack of choice because they are giving up who they are to make life easier for others. And right. that is the the place where I see that intersection back to this this theme that I feel rests right below the posthumanism of both of the movies, mm-hmm. which is this, you know, as society changes and as the way we even think about what it means to be human changes or what binary genders look like, there is this constant crushing ask of society to conform to currently how we feel. Mm-hmm. And even as we progress on something, gender is the one that's just so front of mind for me on this, because even as society opens up to the idea of there being more than two genders, 
it still closes off at, but, but there is some number of genders, and that's what, right. that's the right. maximum amount of thinking we can have right now. Right. right, it's between zero and two. And so people are asked to redefine themselves into these new boxes right. in order to make everybody more comfortable. Sure. And I felt that same way you know, about never let me go, that kind of like futility as I was thinking about transhumanism, I thought about the same thing where it is, you know, everybody in this movie is being asked to live this particular way of life. And at the end, they can think about the unseized opportunities, but it doesn't really matter because even if they make art, even if they have souls, the rest of society is more comfortable if they just fucking give up their organs and die. You know, mm-hmm. the idea, the, the sort of uh, cage rattling, you know, earth shaking idea, I guess, that the way we got rid of cancer is by snuffing out human lives so other people could live. Sure. That sure. nobody's so going to go back. Nobody's yeah. going to go back on that. And yeah. it would just make people so uncomfortable. And I thought about that, you know, in the way that, that so many different social causes rattle cages. Maybe cages is the wrong word. Rattles, um, the way that so many different social causes, it, it shakes the way that people live. It shakes their comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, even like fucking schools being integrated. What's the pushback on that? Well, the pushback is simply like, hey, some people are comfortable and they don't want to be fucking disturbed, right? Yeah. You want to change a sign right. on a fucking bathroom. Sure. Uh, we could do sure. that, but I mean, I, you know, well, I was fine. Yeah. Don't bother me. And that's yeah. the fucking it's thinking like that, and society doesn't want to change. Right, it's that thing in Florida where there's now just laws where it's like, don't don't bring stuff up that parents have to explain. That's, <laughs> right. They don't want to do Don't inconvenience. That. I know you. you have an entire life to live where you feel like you are just being... Uh, under someone's fucking boot on this. But like, don't make me moderately discomfort. Think about how awkward dinner will be. Right, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Can you just be a totally different type of person and let me just uh, uh, set a ceiling on what your life can be and how you can identify (laughs) and who you are? Because I don't want to be made even like one tick more uncomfortable. Right. Just what a fuck you. (laughs) And then you'll die. And then you'll die. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you see in this movie, you know, the, like, think about the characters who have a relationship and how short it is at the end of the movie where they're basically like, oh, true love. Oh, good thing we found this. And it seems like, you know, a couple fucking hours later that one of them is dead. I mean, it's probably a little longer than that. But it's this whole unseized opportunity where I feel like the speech at the end of the movie is, and maybe I'm, I'm cutting against, you know, I know people adore this and maybe I'm cutting against convention here, so I apologize in advance, but it seems naive to me. It seems like it seems like uh purple purposelessly <laughs> how do I want to say this? It seems optimistic for no fucking reason. Like, hey, right. it wasn't all bad, you know, we got to live for a little bit and really is that any different than anybody else? And it's I just feel like Maybe I'm just looking at the most optimistic, um, you know, reading of that. But I was fucking screaming during that line. I'm just thinking, like, no, you have no idea what the world out there even is. You have such mm-hmm. a, a small view of 
what we could have, what the rest of humanity is is having at your expense that you think, oh, this thing was fine, I guess. Good thing. Hey, we had a couple good days, huh? That was nice. <laughs> and that essentially that's uh please, patreon.com forward slash double feature. Uh because, you know, other other otherwise we're just gonna wake up one day and one of us will be on the operating table selling a kidney. Oh my god, can it please be me? <laughs> That's right, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash double feature. What were you saying? Uh, we also have a website. It's doublefeature.fm. Um, I made a dark mode on that at some point this year. I don't think I told oh, anybody because I was having a, a mental collapse. You know, you cool. have a mental collapse, you create a dark mode, you program right. that in. It's just how you right. uh, it's how you get through the day. So go check that you out. You know, all modes matter though. Just oh my God, so we're get clear. the fuck out of here. Charles Crawford, <laughs> Ben Ecker, Brad Parker, and Yoakam. Vernon are the executive producers. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to talk about some of this stuff. I, I still feel like I am a fucking uh, gender radical and I'm waiting for two movies yeah. that really like ask to talk about it. But what's crazy is all of this came from this, where it came from is the new Matrix. And I started thinking sure. like, give me like a post-humanist canon that's also talking about trans stuff and like really... Uh, I just want 20 or 30 of these movies that think about this. And that's where I started having these conversations with people like, hey, what kind of invokes this? And it's too simple just to go like trans movies, right? right. Because that's sort right. of, uh, you know, it's too drama based. I wanted things like, I wanted big picture 50 years yeah. from now, 100 well, years from now. Well, you want sci-fi. You want sci-fi yeah, right. to have the conversation without talking about Well, the and the thing. way The Matrix does, right? Like exactly. in the way the Matrix sort of metaphorically embraces a lot of this and then a little bit practically. And and as I went searching for these movies, I just found that like, I just don't think we're there yet, man. I just don't think these movies yeah. are getting made. Right. Um, so hopefully that will change over time and hopefully we will still be around to talk about them. What are we doing next time on the yeah. show? So if you're really excited about the fourth Matrix movie, boy, do I have a pair for you next week. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they have nothing nothing to do with the Matrix. Uh, I can't tell you the theme next week because it'll spoil the movie, so you're going to have to wait until next week for me to tell you the theme. Next week, Seems we're going like to do... Seems like a cop-out um, to me. No, I just can't spoil it. Uh, All right. We're going to do a movie called Swimming Pool with Charlotte Rampling, and then we're going to do a, uh, a a Dutch movie called The Vanishing. Alternately, I think in in that language, it's what Sporloose. Yeah, I can't um, say that without I just, snickering. Only, so I'm just going to go with I, The Vanishing. I don't even want to, but as somebody who has had a really hard time figuring out which movies we were doing, I did want to give you a Charlotte Rampling flag in the right. sand and a Dutch Sporloose flag in the sand to hopefully help you navigate which swimming pool and which The Vanishing next time on Double Feature. Watch more fucking film. 2003, 1988. That's what I was going to add. All right, bye. <laughs>